0: This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, January 29th, 2024. I'm Caleb Brown. Argentine President Javier Malay has given the world a taste of his vision for growing wealth and prosperity. At the World Economic Forum, he laid out a warning that state control and socialism is a path to poverty. Cato's Daniel Raisbeck details why the speech made such a powerful impact and how the Malay agenda for Argentina is faring thus far. The World Economic Forum events. Correct me if I'm wrong, this is just my impression. A lot of global technocrats get, get together and talk to each other about problems that the world is facing.
1: Right, technocrats, but also business leaders, but
0: it's usually not the
1: up-and-coming startups that are there rather very established businesses
0: and a lot of politicians will come give nice speeches and nod to the concerns of the uh, participants in world economic forum events and but usually it's not not particularly newsworthy it's all stuff that you would hear normally so when javier malay comes to the world economic forum and gives a speech you know, rooted in first principles about where wealth comes from, about uh, the people that we should look to for solutions to uh, so many of the world's problems, he was offering, uh, as he put it, a warning to the world about abandoning economic liberty. Right, And
1: I think what you just mentioned is probably one of the most important things about the speech is that it was a warning to the West. He said it verbatim. And this is from a recently elected Latin American leader. And of course, he only won as an outsider in Argentina. But here he comes as an outsider, as a Latin American president, speaking directly to the West, which I think is something that doesn't happen very frequently, because to the extent that Latin American leaders make any headlines. It's usually with this victim mentality and with the theory that Latin America is poor because other countries are rich or that other countries became rich at the expense of Latin America and the underdeveloped world. And Millet came here with the opposite of that mentality. He came with a mentality that the wealth creators are actually heroes. The businessmen and the entrepreneurs are, are heroes. And the warning was Uh, towards the states and the bureaucrats and regulations and uh, printing money and not allowing the market to flow freely, saying very clearly that this is what impedes more wealth from being created. And also a defense of capitalism, which you barely hear nowadays, and saying very clearly that it's the capitalist system, the free market system that has lifted so many millions of people out of poverty and as you mentioned, usually at the World Economic Forum, what they talk about, it, it, it's just bas- very basically trendy things like ESG or or climate change. And Millet came with with uh, a masterclass in in libertarian and, and free market thoughts. Uh, so in that sense, it, I think it was, to a certain extent, revolutionary.
0: And it's especially uh, interesting to hear uh, a speech like this. Coming from an outsider in a country that a hundred years ago was on par with the United States in terms of per capita wealth, and Argentina has suffered, uh, as you well know, this slow, steady decline over decades. And uh, uh, so Millet has a, a pretty clear case study to point to about what happens when you abandon principles of. Uh, free markets, free exchange. Uh, Yes, that is
1: absolutely right, Caleb. And Millet even spoke about Argentina's experience in saying that he had the, the moral authority to speak about the virtues of capitalism and free markets precisely because Argentina abandoned them about 100 years ago, first with nationalism and then with Peronism. And that is what has caused Argentina's very precipitous decline Whereas when they embraced the principles of free markets of the 1853 Constitution, and, and he mentioned 1860, which was around the time they started to come into place, that's when Argentina enjoyed this tremendous period of of economic growth, uh, which, as you said, put it on a par with with the very richest countries in the world. And that is what his agenda is. But I think the important point here is that he was saying things, he's been saying a lot of these things in in Argentina and in Latin America for for years now. But he was, it's the place where he said it. This is not a place, the World Economic Forum in Davos is not a place where you usually hear these uh, very um, thoughtful, uh, very thoughtful case in in favor of of free markets. Uh, It's usually the opposite. It's it's usually a case in favor of interventionism and and letting technocrats control more aspects of, of citizens' lives. And another interesting part of Millet's speech is that he updated, he warned about Uh, the dangers of socialism, but he also updated the definition of socialism. And according to Millet, you should also think about things like money printing and uh, the debt, uh, debt out of control, debt spending and regulations as ways in which the state can control citizens' lives. And and I think it's it's a very timely warning uh, far beyond Argentina.
0: You know, I want to I want to get to some of the details there, and I could I could talk about this speech for a long time. I feel like uh, it got too brief uh, uh, recognition when it when it was delivered. But uh, what was the general reaction? And and you know, this is a strident presentation before a group group of people who aren't used to sort of being dressed down by someone from a a country that has been on the wane for so long being told, lectured about essentially the, the principles that give rise to wealth creation on the earth?
1: Well, that's a great question. And I suppose it depends on who you ask, because I suppose a lot of the people at the event, uh, the world leaders, uh, the technocrats, the... The businessmen who are enthralled to ESG, they did not enjoy the pe- the speech at all. But I think, especially on the internet, and I think a lot of people watched it even live or or soon after it happened, uh, because it was it was being dubbed, and then there was that wonderful uh, direct translation into English through through AI. And so I think a lot of people now, beyond Latin America, beyond Argentina, beyond the Spanish speaking world, which is the truly Amazing thing! Are learning about uh, free market principles, the first principles, uh, thanks to Millet and thanks to Millet's speech, and I think we haven't seen this uh, thanks to a to a president or a, or a head of state in uh, many years, and, and, and that's why I think it's it's remarkable. And another thing that that he said that I assume the Davos crowd didn't really like was his repeated attack on the myths of market failures and saying, uh, you are all concerned about fixing the market here and fixing the market there where it's supposed to fail. But really, when you have a so-called market failure, it's usually a failure of the state and it's usually a failure of of state intervention if you look at it in the the correct way. And I think for this particular venue, again, this is something absolutely radical and, and revolutionary, which is why I think also that... A lot of people on the Internet
0: very much liked it. He talked about money printing as an apparatus of state control, which you mentioned. And that's certainly true. Uh, it is an apparatus by which the state can effectively steal wealth from people who hold those, those particular assets. Um, so, but, there, but there remains a big if in the Millet uh, presidency which is if he can't get dollarization, a lot of his program is sort of doomed, isn't it?
1: Yes. Well, this is something that we've been writing about here at uh, Cato. And um, you shouldn't forget that the main proposal of Millet's candidacy and when he started rising in the polls was to dollarize the economy and close the central bank because Argentina uh, at the time had 130% inflation. Now you have uh, inflation well over 200%, which is why also Millet really understands what he's talking about when, when he's mentioning the the dangers of, of money printing. Uh, but one critique that we've had in the first month or or month and a half around of his presidency is that there is no sign that he is about to dollarize the economy and and the economy minister, the finance minister, that he ended up naming uh, is not a fan of of dollarization, and, and they're certainly not implementing dollarization at this point. And we fear that sh- that is a mistake, and we think they should proceed with dollarization first and foremost. And you can t- you can take care of the fiscal problems um, as you dollarize, which of course are in the end the the main problem because because of chronic fiscal deficits being monetized. That's the reason why you have inflation in in the first place. But if you look at the experience of other countries, you really have to solve the monetary problem first, which you do through dollarization. Uh, if you don't do that, we fear that you put all these other great measures that Millet has put in place, uh, for instance, ending rent rent controls and price controls. You put that all at risk if you don't solve the monetary problem as soon as possible.
0: Daniel Raisbeck is a policy analyst on Latin America at the Cato Institute. Subscribe to and rate the Cato Daily Podcast wherever you please. And thank you for listening.